This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Bless all love you. Oh, I'm so delighted you're here. If you're watching by live stream, we're glad you are tuning in today and getting on the frequency to get in the Word of God. You get in the Word and God will get into you. And God begins to work on the inside and starts something on the outside starts happening and Woo, big changes in our life. I welcome, if you need a Bible, get your hand up real high. Our ushers would gladly get you one. First thing we're going to do is receive our tithes and offerings, so we're going to start tonight. Proverbs 21. If you need a Bible, get your hand up real, real high, and we will get you one, get the Word of God in you. Ooh, again, goodness of God, huh? Let us see God move. You know, as you're turning to, to Proverbs 21, Years ago, I, I had a person say this to me pertaining to the area of finances. We were really struggling. Have you ever struggled financially where you've had stress in your life because you hadn't had enough money? You got more month than money. Anybody been there? That's where we were. And I had a man say this to me. He said, it's interesting to me that you would trust God with your eternity, but not with your finances. And, and I had to scratch my head and say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. So when we see this verse right here, I, I, I believe this will really help us tonight. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling or the house of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Now, as I begin to look at this verse, some, some interesting statements that come off of this. Again, I, I read this here, and God, God's not against me having desirable treasure and oil in my dwelling. Did you see that? God's not against that. Actually, God is before that. God's the God who said, I, I cause you to, to, to prosper. And so one of the keys off of this that I begin to see that desirable treasure and oil in your dwelling to the wise. Now, the reason I want to highlight that, he didn't say to the rich. He said to the wise. And, and you know why he would say that to the wise? Because a wise person begins to understand, this is how I manage money. But a foolish person, he said, squanders it or wastes it. They, they spend more than they earn, and so basically the wise manage, the foolish mismanage. Wow. That's the Proverbs. That's the Word of God. Now, every one of us in here, we have to learn to be wise with our finances. Everybody in here. Every one of us. How many of you have ever had to tell your kids, no, we can't do that right now? That's okay. That's wise. Now, I'm going to give you a little nugget, okay? There's a thing called the fair that starts tomorrow. And you know what? If you've planned to go to the fair and you are wise with your money, have fun. Enjoy it. But don't be a fool, okay? Don't squander it, all right? 
In other words, don't go out there and spend money to park, money to get in. Don't go out there and buy 10 corn dogs, two funnel cakes. Don't go out there and buy every ride. Don't go out there and come back and give you a, a stuffed donkey. And then not have your money to pay your bills. Wow, Pastor, that hurts. No, it's just the truth, okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I love you enough to tell you the truth. And in my life, I've been defined by both of these. I've been defined as, that's a fool right there. But I really, really, really lean toward being wise now. To say, help us, Father God. Let me pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. Ooh, put a grace upon us tonight, Lord. Grace us to manage the things you've blessed us with. And Father God, I, I pray right now, Lord, that you're Jehovah Jireh, the provider, that we would ask you to be our financier tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Woohoo! Well, I, you know, I, I, I love to give little nuggets on Wednesday night on tithes and offerings. I love to do that just to help us. Get your faith out there, okay? All right, we are on week three of, of the counterfeits. Uh, go with me to the book of Exodus chapter 20 again. Exodus 20, we started there a couple weeks ago. And so uh, just as quick as I can get going, we'll go to Exodus 20. And then we'll jump to Exodus chapter 34. Uh, as you're turning to Exodus 20, again, there's a women. If you're going to the women's conference, you have a meeting in between services on Sunday morning. At 10.30, be sure and be there. It's not too late to get you signed up. If you're not signed up, I, I got some connections. I can get you hooked up still, I promise you. We can still get you in, okay? We welcome you to that. Okay, Exodus chapter 20. We begin in verse number 1. Now, if you get there, you begin to look and say, this looks familiar. Well, this is the Ten Commandments. Not the Ten Suggestions. Not the, the pick three. The Ten Commandments. I like to say the Ten Absolutes. God's top ten. And he said here, and God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods, little g, gods before me. You shall not make for yourself carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, I'm a jealous God. Now, when you read that right there and it says that God's a jealous God, you know what that literally means? That God will not tolerate your affection for any other gods, even false gods. And if you notice what he said, don't bow down to them, nor serve them. Now, you cannot fully understand idolatry without understanding what it is, the, the, the term, the covenant, a jealous God. Now, go with me to Exodus 34, and we're going to highlight that just a little bit. Exodus 34, and I can tell you this right off the bat, our God is not an insecure God, okay? That's not what that's about. Exodus 34, verse 12. Take heed to yourself. Be vigilant to yourself, lest you make a covenant or a treaty with the inhabitants of the land where you are going. 
Don't, don't be seduced. Don't be gullible and be led astray to where you're going. Lest it be a snare in your midst. There, there's going to be a, a snare or a trap in your midst. But you, dest- you shall destroy their altars. You shall break their sacred pillars and you shall cut down their wooden images. Now, what I see with the words in verse 13, when it pertains to idols, he said, don't flirt with it. Don't, don't leave it around your house. Don't put it in storage. If you note his words here, he said, destroy, break, and cut down. Eliminate them. Get them out of your life. Now, we go back to this thought again. I'm not going to worship a piece of wood, some carved image. That's so primitive. That's irrelevant anymore. But think about the idols of our life again. It, It can be my TV. It can be my possession. It can just be the things of this world. Anything that replaces God is an idol. And and note here, get rid of it. Verse 14. For you shall worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is Jealous, he's a jealous God. Give your absolute loyalty and your exclusive devotion to him. Wholehearted, not not partial. He's your only allegiance. And so I think about this. We talked about this a few weeks ago. He said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far away from me. So literally, you cannot and I cannot worship two gods at once. And so God is, is he's, not, he's not big on this stuff with other gods. That's why he's a jealous God. And so when you look at this, it is very similar that to a marriage covenant. A marriage covenant. So for a marriage covenant to work and to be healthy and good, it takes both people to be all in. Both of you. And this is very similar to Father God, to be, to be all in. So what you see here is Father God says, I don't want to share you with anybody. You know why? I love you that much. Man, we, we ought to celebrate that. Ooh, our, our God, he's so jealous for me. He don't want to share me with anybody. He wants me to be his. And so when you see this word here, whose name is Jealous, do you know that's one of the covenant names of God? He's a jealous God. See, oftentimes we know God is the great Jehovah. We know him as Elohim. We know him as Adonai. We, we, we know him as the God who was and is and is to come, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But how many times do we say, whoa, he's a jealous God? That's a good thing. Verse 15, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land and they play the harlot with their gods and they make sacrifice to their gods and one of them invites you and you eat of his sacrifice. 
You, you stray after their God. So when it says you, you eat of their sacrifice, it's literally saying that you eat of the sacrifice that they've made to idols. When they would sacrifice to idols, this was an act of worship. Do you know you can worship things and you can worship people? Do you know you can do that? Where they become your gods. Verse 16. And you take of his daughters for your sons and his daughters play the harlot with their gods and they make your sons play the harlot with their gods. So ultimately what happens is you become married to their gods. You, you leave Father God and you serve their gods. Verse 17. You shall make no molded gods for yourselves. So when I read this, God's passion is, is a deep-hearted devotion that we have just for him. I want you to think about this in a, in a marriage content. We're not into cohabitation. In other words, when I'm married, I, I, I don't want to share my wife with anyone and she doesn't want to share me with anyone. Why? We're in a covenant relationship. Do you know our God? He's not into dating. He's into being married. Do you know there's a huge difference? When you're dating, you don't go home with each other. When you're dating, you get away. Sometimes, you know, I just need to get away from them for a while. But when you're married, you know marriage is 24-7? And God says, I, I, I want to be married to you all. So literally here when I say this, every one of us comes into what I call a dichotomy moment where we have forks in the road. And the forks in the road is God won't give you the option of making any other God's priority over him. He's a jealous God. That's a good thing. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 15. I know, Alice, I'm jumping a little. Go with me to 1 Samuel 15. And as we turn here, uh, just to help us as we're turning there, what, what we watch with our eyes and what we hear with our ears, it influences our heart. And it determines what we become. And so in saying that right there, there's a battle for your heart and my heart every day. So, something or someone wants to be on the throne of your heart. And that's where we got to get to a place where we say, okay, Father God, I'm, I'm all in with you. I'm an, I'm, I'm an all in believer. 1 Samuel chapter 15. Let me just start reading here, and I'll, I'll begin to fill in the blanks just a little bit. Samuel also said to Saul, 1 Samuel 15, verse 1, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people over Israel. Now therefore heed or pay attention to the voice of the, war, of the, the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up out of Egypt. So, when the Israelites were leaving Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land, 
the Amalekites were the first to attack them. They went after them. Now the Amalekites were very godly. They were notorious for being idol worshipers. Verse 3. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them but kill both man and woman, infant, nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. Utterly destroy. Completely destroy. Now, when I read verse 3, wouldn't you agree that God's instruction to Saul was clear and to the point? Clear crystal. Wipe everything out. And the reason God says that is because they were notorious for worship idols and he said, I, I don't want you around them and the last thing I don't want is you take a lot of their valuables and the majority of their value, uh, valuables had been given to false gods. They'd worshiped other gods with this. So he's saying get rid of them. Verse 9. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good. And they were unwilling. And when you see the word unwilling, do you know unwilling is a condition of my heart. They were unwilling to utterly destroy them, but everything despised and worship, uh, worthless, they utterly destroyed. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Selective obedience is still disobedience. Now, what you're going to begin to see here, that obedience, when we obey God, obedience is a form of worship because who I worship or whatever, I'm going to obey. Verse 10. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I've set up Saul as king for he has turned his back from following me and has not performed my commandments and aggrieved Samuel. So what you begin to see here is Saul's heart, his complete heart, his complete devotion no longer belonged to God but now it belonged to his own interest. So what you see here in this, Saul puts his interest above God's interest. And you know what he said? Let's keep the best. Let's keep the best sheep. Let's keep the best oxen. Let's keep the best of everything. But in doing so, he disobeyed Father God, and Father God took notice of it. And what I see with this thing called idolatry and a jealous God, when this begins to happen, God always punishes when this takes place. Whew. Skipping on this chapter, go with me to verse 17. So Samuel said to Saul, when you were little in your own eyes, when you were humble, 
Were you not the head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Malachites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Until they are exterminated, wiped out. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? So offer that statement. I want you to see this right here. When I willfully disobey God, God views it as evil. And, and sometimes when I read this passage, I, I get the thought, well, why, why couldn't God just celebrate all the good he did? But because, you know, 95% of what he did was good. God's not a compromiser. God's an all-in God. And, and when we obey God, whether it's a, an easy thing or a difficult thing, my, my obedience to God is a form of worship. Woo, Father God, I, I, I worship you. Out of my obedience is because I trust you. I believe in everything you are. Same chapter. Verse 22. So Samuel said... Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as obeying the voice of the Lord? Let me help you with that right there. What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your offerings, your sacrifices, or your obedience? And to heathen the fat of the rams. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. You know what God said? I, I'm not interested in your sacrifices. I'm interested in your obedience. Verse 23. Now watch this. This is incredible. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He likens rebellion with witchcraft. That's serious. And this right here is an enlightenment to tell us this was the condition of Saul's heart. There was rebellion in his heart. Keep reading. And stubbornness is as an iniquity and idolatry. The word stubbornness has a meaning to push back. So when someone knows the truth, but they become stubborn, they push back on what God's desire, and they said, I'm going to do what I want to do, whether God likes it or not. Now, when I read this right here, you can do that. But when I start putting my will, my agenda, my desires above Father God, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as just like idolatry. Now, let me ask you a question off this right now. 
You got any rebellion in you? You got any stubbornness within you? Remember, stubbornness, push back. So when I hear the truth of the word of God, I know what God desires for me, but I push back. Say, uh-uh, nope, nope. I'm going to put my agenda above God. I'm going to put my desires above God. So when I look at this, now listen real close to me. The root of Saul's problems, his witchcraft and idolatry, wasn't in a carved image, wasn't in something that he made. The witchcraft and idolatry right here was he wouldn't give God due worship and obedience. And so when I quit obeying God, you know why I disobey God? Because I want my will over his will. And now my will becomes a form of an idol. I'm, I'm going to disobey you to get those good sheep. I, I'm going to disobey you to have this and this and this and all that. Whether it's a person or a thing. And so when I begin to look at all this, remember a week ago we were in Romans 1 and and verse 25, and it says, they exchange the truth for a lie. And that's exactly what Saul did. And God said, obedience is better than sacrifice, buddy. Obedience is better. And so when I study on these lines, you know what this does to this guy? Man, I start digging in my heart, and I say, Father God, I don't want to have rebellion. I, I don't want to have stubbornness. But you know what it all comes down to? Do I obey God? Do I obey God willfully? Do I obey God quickly and quietly? So when we talk about obedience, obedience is in my actions, honors in my attitude. Do you know you can obey God but not honor God? I'll end with this. How, how can you obey somebody but not honor them? When I was a little guy, my job every day was to take out the trash. Every day. And you know what? I took out the trash. I did it. You know why I did it? Because I had a daddy that would... But I knew to do it every day. I'd obey and I'd do it. But there were days all the way out to the dumpster. You know what I'd do? I'd bellyache. I'd moan and groan. I'd say, I hate doing this. Why can't my brother do it? Why, why do I always have to do this? So I obeyed outwardly. But man, the condition of my heart was horrible. So God said, you get an A for obedience, but you get an F for your attitude and your honor. And so God not only wants us to obey him, God wants us to honor him. And my honor becomes my worship. Oh, Father God, I'm so blessed to obey you. I'm, I'm, I love to obey you, Father God. And I'm going to obey and have you stand up. Now, the last three weeks here, we, we've been going on some areas. I'm going to start diving in this more and more. I'm, I'm going to start hitting things, 
And I, I'm telling you, you're going to get so blessed. Some of you better wear two pairs of socks because you're going to get so blessed. I'm going to bless your socks off. <laughs> Some of you may, may have never heard that statement. I'm telling you, the truth will come alive to you with this. Listen, here's what I want us to do. We're, I'm, I'm getting ready to dismiss. I want us all to bow our head. Close our eyes right here. I, I want us to... To judge our hearts. Nobody else's but yours. Mine. And Father God right now. Lord we, we look into our hearts. Not only our motives. But Father God. We, we ask right now that. You would show. You would convict us. If there's any forms of rebellion. Or stubbornness within us. And Father God, if there is, if there's rebellion in me, if there's stubbornness within me, Lord, I repent of that right now. And Father God, I, I ask you to remove that and I ask you to grace me right now. And Father God, that everything that's not of you that's in my life, that you would grace us and mercy us, that we would cut that off, that we would destroy that. We'd get rid of it through your help and your grace and your mercy tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.